0: Well, thank you, Grandma. That was a good story. A school teacher looked at a little boy's art drawing of the manger scene, but she spotted a large dog there among the animals. The teacher looked puzzled and asked the little boy, A dog? Oh, yes, said the child, that's a German shepherd. Research has determined that the life of shelf life of a Christmas fruit cake is longer than that of the shelf. <laughs> a father and son were out Christmas shopping one Christmas Eve, and Darren remembers accompanying his father, and the dad said, "What a marvelous train set. I think I'll buy one." The girl behind the counter looked pleased and said, great, I'm sure your son is really going to enjoy this. The dad thought a minute, and they said, maybe you're right. In, case I'll, in that case, I'll take two. <laughs> well, we're so glad you're here today. And we're here to share together. A lot has already been done, and thank you for the beautiful music. And I, too, agree. I like carols. In fact... You go to visit my daughter, she often is playing Christmas music in the middle of the summer. I thought of her right away when you were mentioning the Naomi about Christmas in July. (laughs) If you have your Bibles, let's turn together to Matthew chapter one. Matthew chapter one. We want to read a portion of the Christmas story together. The mystery of the virgin birth. The mystery of the virgin birth. Matthew chapter 1, we're going to pick up there verse 18 to the end of the chapter. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about those things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all that was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord, through the prophet, saying, "Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Kind, gracious Heavenly Father, again this Lord's Day morning, we thank you that we're privileged to be met together in a house of prayer. I pray, Lord, a richest blessing on each one that is here today, each family that is represented. And Lord, I pray that we would come with open hearts to worship you and to realize again the true meaning of Christmas. We thank you, Lord, for this season. It's such a beautiful time of year. We have friends, we have neighbors, we have family. And we're doing so many wonderful things, touching others in a loving way. Well, Lord, today we ask that you would minister to every one of our hearts. Help us, Lord, as we look at this very familiar story. The Lord, perhaps something new will come to our minds this year, in which we can be blessed by. So touch each one today. Be with that one, Lord, that has a physical need. Thank you that they're here. I just pray that they would feel the touch of Jesus, that they would have indeed a Christmas miracle. Think of those that are that are absence today, that would have liked to have been here. Be with them, Lord, wherever they are, and minister to their hearts. We pray today for our nation, our leaders. I think of Jerusalem. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Lord, it was such a privilege a year ago to be there, to be in Bethlehem in those very important places. Lord, most of all, we're so glad today that you're here with us and that you live within our hearts. So help us now as we look into your word once again, and we pray that you would receive the honor and the glory. In Jesus' worthy and precious name we pray. And everyone said, Amen, amen. Our scripture that we read begins by telling us that Moses was, ple- Moses, Joseph was pledged to be married to Mary. The word pledged or espoused or betrothed, depending on what uh, uh, version you're using, is a simple word that we use today as engaged. But it it had much of a greater meaning than what we have in in this our day. Because back in Mary's day there in Palestine, when you were betrothed uh, or pledged, it was a legal binding already, a contract that was arranged by your parents, as it still is done in many parts of the world. So some of you older young people, I'd like to ask you a question. How would you like if mother and daddy would have it all figured out who your life companion was going to be. Would that be something? But you know, they tell us in, in, in those parts of the world where that takes place, there's far less divorce than there is in what we have in, in our way of dating and courtship. Something to think about. But their custom was that an older gentleman would be engaged to a younger girl and so historians believe that Joseph perhaps was 30 and Mary just a young teenager also sexual relations were forbidden until after marriage of course that's what the scripture teaches that hasn't changed in our day as well God calls for purity the Bible is very clear that Mary is found with child by the Holy Ghost the Holy Spirit and so then understandably, we would stagger at the mystery of the supernatural birth. It's something that goes way beyond what we can even imagine or, or conjure up in our minds. But even though it may be hard to understand or comprehend, we must not doubt it. We must believe God's word as truth. We're living in a day where the virgin birth is under attack. And even denied in many evangelical service uh, circles, so to deny the the virgin birth is to deny the supernatural and the gospel message. but if we accept this the supernatural that is in religion, then it's not hard at all to accept the doctrine of the incarnation so jesus miracles his his teachings prove that Indeed, he was of supernatural personality from the very beginning. He is the divine Son of God. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. There's no doubt about it. The power of the Lord is manifested by the Holy Spirit. It was to be active throughout the messianic age and miraculously brought about this conception. This is the first recorded work of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. Because of the binding character of the Jewish engagements, you'll notice there in verses 19 and 20 that Joseph is already referred to as husband to her and that she was his wife. Now, because he was a righteous man, Joseph, therefore, could not in good conscience continue on and marry Mary, who was now thought to be unfaithful. To marry her would be an omission of his own guilt, he thought. And he had such a love and a compassion for her, he was unwilling to expose her to the disgrace of a public divorce. So Joseph therefore thought, I'll choose the quieter way. And it was also permitted by the law at that time. Uh, the, the, actually, the full extent of the law would have meant that Mary would have been stoned to death but he thought the public would shame her when the truth came out. And so he felt the law also allowed for a private divorce between two witnesses. And so we know Joseph being a just man, this is what he did. And this is how he thought he would handle the problem as he saw it. It would both leave his righteousness conforming to the law intact and also his compassion. But notice there in verse 20, Joseph tried to solve his dilemma and what seemed to be to him the best way forward. But it was then that God intervened with a dream. You read the scriptures and there's many places you'll see where God did that, brought a dream or vision to different ones, telling them what he had for them to do. And so the angel dresses Joseph as the son of David. I think they immediately alerted Joseph to the significant role that he was to play in all of this. Now they both, Joseph and Mary, had had a message from an angel. Now remember that this had not happened for over 400 years. So just prior to this, Zacharias had an encounter just a few months before. But notice with me the examples of this entire uh, consecration they both had to God. There, Mary, when she heard what the angel said to her, she simply said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. I'm sure Mary knew the reproach. It was ahead of her. Mary was willing, yes, to, to yield her reputation for virtue and honor to God. And her engaged husband could have left her, and I think she was aware that might happen, except for divine revelation that he also received. Many, I'm sure, of us have struggled with the thought of yielding our reputation for maybe something we feel God is asking us to do, but it's much less risky here than what Mary's doing. I think it's natural that we would desire to have a good reputation. Surely uh, have a good name in the community. But Mary and Joseph both were very innocent of this. It came upon them. They weren't aware what was, when this was going to take place. I, I've often thought, how would I have reacted? Had I been Joseph? And some of you ladies, I'm sure you've asked yourself the question, how would have you reacted if you were Mary? I well remember the time and working in a ministry with teen boys, when a report came out that I had wronged the director who was dismissed and they put me in place as a new director. Well, the Lord knew and I knew that I certainly was not looking for that position and the director before me had done some things very unwise in the the office in Ohio that we work for. This is the move they made. But in my community where I lived, the report got out that I had pushed him out so that I could have his position. The only way I could defend myself was to, to tear down the other brother, and it did not feel that's what God wanted me to do. And so it took several months for the people in the community, even within our church, to see that I had been falsely accused. Now, believe me, those months weren't easy. It was very di- a very difficult time Several times I just had to bite my tongue and not say anything. But in the end, the Lord cleared me. And it makes me think a little bit what Mary and Joseph went through here. How long had they to endure these false accusations? But they did it willingly. They honored God and his process in their lives. And so, friends, all of us may experience those times that we... Are misunderstood. Things are said that aren't true, but the Lord knows our hearts. Stay true to Him, and in the end, He will bring you out. God's promises are true, and we can rest assured that if we endure as good soldiers of the cross, the Lord will reward us in the end. Again, notice how humble a servant Mary really was. In Luke 1 28, The angel said to her that she was highly favored, and the Lord was with her, and she was blessed among women. She was chosen by God himself to become the one who would be the mother to baby Jesus. We all agree that, yes, Mary was a special young lady, but she was not supernatural like Jesus There's nowhere in the scriptures that you can read that Mary was born without sin as Christ was. I know there's many in our world today that worship her and pray to her. The angel Gabriel did not worship her. He only congratulated her. Jesus is the only one, my friends, today without sin. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. It's not Mary, it's not the prophets, it's not the disciples that are made saints and prayed to by some. Listen to what the words of scripture here say. I think it makes it very clear in Hebrews 4, verse 15. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. He was and he is the only sinless one and the only one that is to be worshipped. Some teach of the perpetual virginity of Mary and that she never had any more children. Well, again, you looked at the scriptures and it's very clear there in Matthew 13 that Jesus had other siblings. The Bible says, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, Judas? And aren't all his sisters with us? We need to read the Bible, folks. When I preach, I trust you take your Bible as good Bereans and check me out to make sure that what I'm saying is what the Bible says. And so don't swallow everything that you hear on the radio or see on the TV there's a lot of religious teaching out there know your Bible read your Bible daily yes I do not doubt for one minute that Mary was a special and a good woman and that she loved God with all her heart but she was just a human being as all of us are here this morning she had a sinful nature within her she needed her sins forgiven she needed her heart be sanctified she was subject to weakness, to failings, and misunderstandings, as we all. Later, when Jesus was 12, and you know the story, he was in the temple there, teaching the scribes and Pharisees, the religious men of the day. Mary and Joseph were beside themselves. They had traveled quite a distance and realized Jesus wasn't with the children, so they came back to the temple, and there she, they found him teaching the the ones that were learned and the ones that were in charge of the temple, and she just couldn't put it together. And then he, when he was urged to come with them, he said, "I must be about my father's business." Matthew one verse twenty one. He knew what his name and mission was and why he'd come. To save the world, all that would call upon his name in salvation. Then in verse 22, we find the first of many references there in Matthew to the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy in New Testament events. And verse 23 is actually a quote right out of Isaiah 7, verse 14. For behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. I say praise the Lord. No greater blessing than to have God with us. <laughs> and his presence is here this morning. Praise the Lord. The same God who revealed himself in history, the history of Israel, was at work in Jesus. Oh, you can see it again in his name and in his titles. Jesus Christ and Emmanuel. Christ meaning Savior. Savior. Christ, the anointed one, Emmanuel, God is with us. These three names, I believe, express all of the offices of Christ in our salvation. Friends, he is appointed our high priest. If you have a problem in your life, what do you do? Go to your knees in prayer and call upon his name, and he's there to help us. He forgives the sins of the past. He saves us from the the present sins. And someday, the Bible says he'll present us faultless before the throne of heaven with exceeding joy. That's the work of Jesus Christ. Well, finally, Joseph, he's been sleeping all this time. Let's get him awake. Joseph awakes from his dream. And immediately, immediately, he obeys what he was told. Oh, that simple obedience, that brings victory. Notice Matthew wrote carefully there in verse 25, his celibacy until Jesus was born, not a continued celibacy that is believed and taught by so many today in the Catholic Church. So Mary the Virgin conceived and Emmanuel was born. There we have it, the virgin Birth. It stands on the authority of God's word, my friends. And that's the best place to be, standing. <laughs> Thank God for his Bible to us that we can read and we can know the truth. I remember some 20 years plus, I guess now, when Will Holtry showed me a picture of a, an old Romanian woman who was out in the middle of a field, He said he was driving by, and he was giving out Bibles, and he saw this lonely woman out there working so hard, and he stopped, went over to her, and handed the Bible to her, which she grasped and held it to her chest. And through the interpreter, she said, I have been praying for 20 years that I might have a Bible. Do you appreciate your Bible this morning? I trust so The Bible should mean so very much to us. Because I believe there's many in the world today that do not have one even yet. Read it and be blessed by God's word. Thank God for the validity of scripture. And it can be trusted for its truth. So may we never doubt what we read in the word, but believe every part. Thank you, Lord, for our virgin birth the mystery of the virgin birth. Jesus made flesh and dwelt among us. Amen and amen.